with rising billions, disrupting tradition, always be closing, gaining exponential wisdom from street smart strategies. I dream the kind of dreams that other people said would not be possible. Free your mind. Nothing happens till something moves. I'm a big fan of going all in on your strengths. Create your blue ocean. Innovation and collaboration with competition. Do you want to sell sugar water for the rest of your life? Or do you want to come with me and change the world? Creating uncontested market space. I worry that people don't tap into their strengths. Wealth creation and a new economy entrepreneur. There is a very thin dividing line between success and failure. Witnessing unprecedented technology. You can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold Show with Christopher Gumby and Alan Witch. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan's in the house. I'm in the house. I'm having a great day. Christopher Cumby, how about yourself? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thanks, uh, Alan, for asking. It's a beautiful day here in sunny Florida. And we've had a crazy busy week with uh, some awesome guests. And today's uh, guest is obviously just as awesome. And I'm really excited about the topic we're going to, uh, we're going to be diving into and, and learning about. But uh, Alan, you know, always the great pleasure goes to you to introduce a guest. So let's just get right into it. Oh, you're the man. She hails from Greece, the home of olives and grapes. And I just want to say that uh, that today it, it's our it's our kind of our morning, but uh, for our guest it's a little past one a.m. and all the way in Kuala Lumpur, a little ways over the pond. So um, just want everybody to know that uh, you know it, it's never too late to be on our show, and uh, we sure we sure love her. Uh, this gal's been on before. She's uh, backed by popular demand. She's an NLP practitioner, an expert in the fields of NLP and timeline therapy and hypnosis and certification for, for both of those, uh, or actually all of those uh, trademark practices. And she's really branched out. Uh, she's got a lot going on right now. She's got a web, five websites under development that she's using. And the piece that really excites me the most about what she's doing and that she works with kids and she works with, works, works with parents, but she also works in six countries, Malaysia, Greece, France, the Netherlands, Italy, and Indonesia. So there's really no excuse for anybody that can't just get around town and work with people in your own drip line. But this young lady, she works all the way outside and in several countries. So without further ado, let's welcome Eleni Sarantanu to the house. Eleni, welcome. Thank you for having me again. Always a pleasure. It's 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 uh, the pleasure is all ours actually and um, you know I just loved our last show it was amazing and you brought some really great information but I know this uh, this show particularly you know for all of us on the on the line uh, around parenting and you know parenting for me uh, having four children I always like to improve and learn but that's the great question I think Eleni and I and I want to start off with asking you the question is you know how do we know we're doing well as a parent. Hmm. <laughs> Basically, go back to the source, the kids. And parenting sounds such a 
a big term. I like to, um, yeah, to refer to it as talking kids. Um, yeah, going to the source, get feedback, uh, listen what they have to say. And how do you do that? Uh, you, you can basically ask them how they have been doing uh, once they get back from school, uh, and that won't give you a lot of information. Or you could basically come up with a couple of different scenarios that make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit more unorganized, organized. Um, get them uh, for a whole day and just uh, spend time with them. Show them that they're the best company you could have. And that's something that sometimes forget because we spend lots of times as a family. Um, many people do that. We all do that. And, and kids really need one-to-one -one time alone with each parent. So you just, maybe it's in the car, maybe it's in a cafe, maybe it's in a, in a playground, or just sharing a nice pizza, saying nothing. And there is a moment, maybe an hour passes or half an hour, that the kids will tell you what they want, what is really in their mind. And yeah, that is the most precious moment. Another thing that um, very early on we, we did with our family, and it really paid off big time, was that um, we would have family meetings on Sundays. And we knew it was all about feedback, of course. The kids didn't know. And they were very young, maybe two and a half, three, um, and four. And um, yeah, I would make rounds and we'd have a very big book like the Bible of the family, and would write the date, and they would make some designs in there, some pictures, and we would write, we would make, we would get um, one by one to say what they did very well that week or that month. And after that, I mean, we would all really be very proud to say, oh, and I did this and I did that, and I still remember that my son would be very descriptive around cookies and... <laughs> He would talk about all the 10 cookies he had that day, whereas my daughters would really be raving about um, her friends, uh, 20 friends he made that day. And, and then after we do that, each one of us, parents included, we would basically have another round to, to talk about the things we could do better. And again, parents included. So uh, it, it was really instilling a process for a lifetime, which we really love doing, and we could tell that every single time it was only getting better. And the last round was about the other three people in the family telling each person what they did, they thought they did well, and what they could improve. So boy, did we get some feedback from our kids from very early on. <laughs> uh, things we never expected we would hear, like, you should exercise more. Um, you should cook uh, uh, on that frying pan. Um, uh, yeah, I, I wish you did that. And plus a lot of praise. I, I remember there were at least a couple of years that my daughter, she, more than that, she would really always go, oh, you're the best mom, you're the best dad, you're the best brother, until we basically talked to, uh, talked to, into her, talked to, uh, got her to basically um, start the first tiny little negative thing. And it was very difficult for her. 
And we explained to her, yeah, it's not even negative. We could all do better in some domains. So she was very reluctant because she could feel all that love and she just couldn't understand the concept. Uh, and slowly she started indeed have uh, <laughs> things she, she really wanted to share uh, about us. So yeah, um, another thing is keep on reading them. Read them like you read people. Read uh, everything about them while they're not watching. I love, I love that. Uh, and the fact that you're starting at a, at a young age, Eleni, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just now starting to do this with my kids, and my kids are grown and out of the house. It's a little awkward, uh, or they <laughs> feel, and maybe I feel a little awkward, but once you get past that awkward, you know, that awkward couple of seconds, then it, uh, it, uh, it opens right up. But uh, thank you for, for offering such simple but great content. But I want to dive a little deeper here as you're talking about, uh, you know, what to do you know, with your kids, but, and, and as you're talking with them and as you're talking with your clients and their kids, what's the number one thing that kids really need? Hugging, a lot of hugging, a lot of physical contact with lots of meaning, lots of, um, yeah, lots of love, lots of hugging. And we know we love them and they love us back, but kids really need a lot of hugging. Um, Less talking, more hugging. <laughs> and, um, yeah, kids need a lot of fun. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes we really get lost in, in teaching them all the time and, and really stressing out the one thing that we wish you could have heard from our parents or we wish to have, we could have done better when we were young. And... And we strive so hard sometimes. And, and you know what? Kids are already impressed with us. We are big. We seem to know everything. We know we don't. But you know, when they're young, <laughs> they really think we're basically gods, you know, for a while at least. So it's already quite some pressure. And we, on the other hand, we really want to do a good job, a great job if we can, according to our own book. So... It's so exhilarating and so nice for them when we are a little bit goofy and we have some fun and, and oh, oops, oh, sorry, and, you know, we, we drop something. That's when they really, you see them, they laugh from the heart and it's a good moment. Uh, I have made a note about this very early again uh, when I started with our family. Because I noticed, um, I was reading them, and I could see that they were genuinely out of their mind with pleasure when I would just accidentally fall from the bed or <laughs> drop something. Because that would give them also that um, consolation in a way or reassurance that mistakes are fine. It's a learning process. Hello? And what a better model to have than your parent basically smashing, you know, hitting their, their head against the wall a couple of times before the game. Sometimes you revert back to the simplicity of the, the, the innocence of the young mind and, and see it through their eyes. I love that. Thanks, Eleni. Well, absolutely. And you said something, again, that I think um, 
you know, hugs, you know, that's what we need. We need to have fun. But, you know, maybe that's the truth about not only kids, but adults, would you think? You know, should we do less talking and more hugging and, you know, just have fun in life? <laughs> Say that again. I, that, that sounds like a lot, you know, something that, that we can all use, quite frankly. And um, it's funny, I just went through a, a you know, circumstance where, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a little bit uncomfortable uh, because of, you know, the language um, that was con being conveyed, but, you know, we didn't talk for a little bit and then coming together, uh, not getting into the details, but, you know, the first thing that happened was just a hug. And that hug just, you know, completely dismantled everything, you know, and that's why I brought that up and that's why it resonated, you know, in terms of, you know, being an adult, that maybe just sometimes that's all you really need to do. Is just have that hug. So, man, that was uh, that was a huge epiphany for me. Thank you so much, Lenny, for uh, for for you know getting into that. You know, well, speaking of the physical, and sorry, you wanted to jump in, jump in, jump in. We want to hear from you. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, the thing what comes into my mind is when we talk to kids, especially the first six seven years. I mean, of course, I talk to my kids. We, we talk to our kids. You know, don't get me wrong, right? <laughs> For we sure. have some kind of discipline at home. We actually have quite some discipline, and that's a completely <laughs> different thing. But uh, when you, I mean, you, you say one thing, and, and that's fine, and, and they do get it. But the repetition, the second time, it, it really sounds something like, <laughs> and the only thing, basically, <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I, I, I've heard that before. I don't know where. <laughs> so have I. I think it was last night. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, sometimes it, it, it's incredible how hard we try and we just don't get that simple thing, indeed. So it, it's the only thing they register on their neurology all over is I'm dumb, I'm stupid, and NAS is going to continue for a while. And, I mean, the whole emotion is that of insecurity and uh, um, nothing. And we still just dwell on, why didn't you just finish the bite in your plate? I mean, sad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And, you know, that probably brings, uh, brings me to, uh, you know, a question of clarity. And, you know, what about kids in language? Dive into that because you've got an interesting uh, viewpoint on on that. Yeah, there are a couple of things, and and I would also like then to to connect it with the hugs. So because there is, as you beautifully said, uh, Chris, there's a moment for hugs and a moment for talking. Yeah. So, well, while talking, um, the, how the neurology works basically, and, and let me give you the most typical NLP. Example, the, the first example you hear the first day uh, you, you start with your NLP journey. Um, so close your eyes, guys, whatever you are, you know, <laughs> I don't see you. And no matter what happens, no matter what happens, please, if you really want to, to do that small thing for me, no matter what happens, do not, do not think of um, a big pink monkey with blue ears and a big, big, big yellow tail, no matter what happens. So what did you just get in your head? I saw Alan. Yeah, great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh. Jumps the bench. 
<laughs> you are very specific, very special, Chris. <laughs> and I, I bet you have by now a very special relationship after all this podcast. Yeah, so we, have a, we have a new relationship now. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Well, what happens is, as you probably found out, as you probably already knew, I'm not telling you anything new, not to you two uh, guys, is that, um, yeah, we do not process negatives. So if we say to ourselves, I do not want to have stress. I do not want to have these people who really upset me, and etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, what we do is we focus inside our neurology on stress and and people we don't want to have or behaviors we don't want to have around us. So, yeah, short story, uh, it's the mechanism. It, it's not even about oh, this uh, this guy or this uh, woman is very positive and these are negative. I mean, everybody's both. At the end of the day, where do you choose to spend your time inside your head? So, take that a little bit now uh, and apply it on parenting. So, you have 24 hours. The question is, how much do you focus on what the kids do well? How, how much time do we spend, seriously, mathematically, mathematics, like do the math. 63%, 23%, 85%, being greeted really uh, with a journal. How much time did I spend today basically focusing, telling my child what they're doing well and what their goals are and what their wishes are and what they want to create and how much fun it is to do whatever they're doing and discuss about that. And how much time do we spend in you know, saying what they didn't do well? So mm -hmm. that's where the brain will be programmed for the rest of their lives. And when they're young, they call it homework, but then it will be work. And when they're young, they're going to be about friends. And yeah, when they get older, it's going to be about partnership in every level. So how do you want to, you have a beautiful, clean slate. How do you actually mold that? Interesting. Another thing. And I know, I know you're giving all the time, and I'm so grateful. Um, I have one rule. If I really want to tell my kids about something, to teach them, I choose when I can, and even proactively, to go um, about it with a story, a metaphor. That's why we have the fairy tales. And we all know that uh, the fairy tales from since ever, let's say, they're very powerful. And they could get a little bit improved. I mean, we all know about Cinderella and the stepmother. And you have a series of these fairy tales. And nowadays, many people have stepmothers and stepfathers. I mean, we could really improve a little bit uh, how we talk about roles and how we talk about relationships in the stories. And we also can get in the neurology of the children by really talking about exciting things and just putting there the message we meant to, to tell them about the whole time while they, they have no clue. Which brings us basically to, and I also do leadership as you probably mentioned in organizations, it's the same principle. If I talk to a CEO or my kid, it's the same thing, like talking to myself. 
Yes, because Chris, yes, we want to have fun. <laughs> and we have the same neurology. Mm-hmm. One thing to know how, and a different thing to show how. And the, it's really about showing how, be it. And by telling stories, it's very unconscious, it's lots of fun, it's, it's uh, bonding, and it goes right into the neurology of the children without them having to think, oh, I'm being scolded, or here she comes again with specific instruction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, th- I, I like that. I mean, you got the language, so they're they're picking the kids are picking up on the language. They're picking up on, you know, the inflection of what you're saying. What about um, the emotions? Your emotions and their emotions. You know, the anger and the happy and the sadness and so forth. How does how how do we you know what do kids need? How do we work through the emotions with kids? Thank you for that, Alan. And I am quite adamant about how to go about emotions. Um, and I think it's not a very inappropriate generalization up to a point um, worldwide saying that we all heard when we were young at least once, um, oh, come on, don't be angry. You have no reason. You, you, you have your family. You have a roof. You have food. You have toys. You have books. What are you complaining about? When I was young or, you know, in World War One or World War Two, or uh, a specific period that people didn't have what the kid has, and basically many times parents will go that way. Um, and most of the times parents will choose that route because they themselves are not very comfortable with emotions. And that's where it all starts. So... Um, I choose every day, especially when I came uh, to know about all this knowledge for the last decade, um, to, to really be very proactive with how I let some steam out regularly. And there have, there, there have been times that actually um, my son was small. He had his uh, moments, and he still has, by the way. But it, I, I chose to basically show him that if he screams controllably when he feels it, it lasts much less time than when he drags it and it boils and it boils, and it just fills up his whole system, and then it becomes uncontrollable. And, and again, I mean, you can tell them, you know what, when you feel angry, do this and, and that and that. And they will listen. They really want to know how to go about it too, or when they feel sad, or when they feel hurt, or when they're scared. And yet, the best way is to show. What does mom, and, uh, mom do, uh, and what does dad do when they're angry? And if they, they feel that your anger and your fear is uncontrollable, even though they will do their best not to do what you do because they can see all over your face you regretted it, on their neurology, it gets imprinted forever. So it, it might take a couple of years that they really are going to try and do what you told them, 
But at the end of the day, what they're going to take with them regarding emotions and expression of emotions, it will be what they experienced every day at home. How did you go about it yourself? Do as, don't do as I say, do as I do. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I would imagine that that uh, holds true for everyone, not just little kids. Maybe little kids are more impressionable and, and take that more, but uh, I know that my, my kids are older. They're growing and out of the house, and, and the same thing still sees true. I can see that mirroring, you know, Mary and I, uh, when we're in a good mood or when we're in, a, when we're in an unhappy mood, and I see how they uh, operate when they're in those same moods. So it, it makes sense, Eleni, and, you know, thank you so much for for showing the, the obvious, but backing it up is the how-to and the why. I think a lot of people give the why and the what, but they don't give the how-to. For sure. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, and, you know, I've been listening in and obviously taking some notes, and I, and I, and I really love the, you know, there's a know-how and there's a show-how, and, you know, stories go right into the neurology, and the neurology is, is one thing, and, you know, it, it, it's where the emotions um, come from, but there's also a physiology, and, you know, as parents, we want the best for our children, which means that not only do we want to provide them a you know, safe environment, um, uh, an environment where they can learn and be educated, but there's also something that I know from uh, a perspective that we want our children to be healthy. Um, what about kids you know, just on health and, and nutrition? Where does that play a factor? Because I, I think people struggle with that, Eleni. Um, you know, again, there's a lot of processed food. There's a lot of things that are going on out in the world. You know, what's good, what's not. And I think there's some confusion, definitely uh, a lack of, um, you know, clarity or information on that probably. Can you help, you know, break through that? You know, children, health, you know, what nutritious uh, meals look like. And, and how does that impact them on the phys physiology side of things? which obviously probably translate into the neurology as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the thing is, if, uh, yeah, anyone gets a, a big uh, bag of uh, sugar, well, they're going to get angry sooner or later. Uh, so, first of all, again, <laughs> get back to the parents. Do your homework uh, and, and trust that you are busy finding out uh, and, and, and you're following, let's say, the latest. And up to a point, because I'm, I'm sure in 10 years or in 20 years, how we eat and how we chose to eat as parents nowadays, it's, again, it's going to be proven that we could have done better. But as long as we, we do our homework, um, then it comes down to, let's say, we really want to instill some uh, habits from very early on because that's again what they're going to carry with them. How do you do that? I mean one easy way is to just basically use symbolism and uh, I, I remember uh, again when they were very young we, we practically get three suitcases, we went to the supermarket, we packed them with every single vegetable and fruit, we went to the park, we got a, a photographer to come with us and we actually even had um, different sets of clothes as if we would play like a whole month. <laughs> I still remember my, my daughter got, I don't know, 12, 13 dresses. So, and we played it out. So 
leeks were swords and, and strawberries were hearts and oranges was the sun. So, so many different little acts. And we had the, the most amazing day, which basically gave birth to 100 or more pictures that we filled up uh, our, our whole house with. And guess what? Uh, they're still hanging for the most part, even if the kids were very small. So what you see every day, what you represent on your walls, what your eyes basically catch, even when you don't notice consciously, is how you program your neurology. So there you go. I mean, they would go to the fridge and I would just ask them, would you like an omelette? And they would be craving for apples and carrots. And we even have, I, I was talking about metaphors, um, we have this big book of nutrition and it, it says for every single vegetable and fruit what they're good for and the vitamins and it would play out again. They would get a sign that they need to create a little fairy tale or whatever you know, length they wanted and they would choose carrot and it's good for vitamin uh, carotene and A and K and whatever. And then um, they would choose the organ that carrot is good for, and they would basically make all inanimate uh, objects uh, very animate, very, yeah, they would get faces, the, the liver would get a face, it would have a name, and it would be showered with love and <laughs> of, uh, I don't know, the carrot cleaning it. Uh, and uh, yeah, they, they would really make marvels uh, having these stories, and they would really talk about them for weeks when they really thought they did very well. So there you are talking about what you eat, uh, symbolizing it everywhere. How could you ever go the other way? I love That's that. Fantastic. What, a, what a great association exercise. That's fantastic. You know, you know who else I think would, would love to do this and I, and I, and I don't know if he has. Uh, be great if if he could do it, and it'd be great if we could have him on the show and and connect here. But um, you know, there's there's a, a real need uh, in the schools, especially for this, and that's something that that Jamie Oliver might be uh, might be cool to uh, jump on board with and, and and talk about this. I don't think he's done something like this type of associate lifestyle association. I think that'd be great. If we could somehow get uh, get Jamie Oliver involved in the metal, any? Um, Alan, count me in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, brilliant. I mean, Anytime. really. If really. now it's a, a, 1 a.m. for Jamie, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. <laughs> <That's laughs> <funny>. the rain. <laughs> that is really funny. I, you know, just, you know, listening in and, and, and what a great concept, you know, having children and I've never really heard of this before. You know, I've heard of obviously, you know, your environment is so important and having pictures of things around your, you know, house, which gave me a you know, a lot of epiphanies just now. Not only about, you know, vegetables and kids and what a great idea, Lenny. I mean that's a fantastic idea. Uh in fact, I think you know, for the parents listening, and, and see, this is where the journal comes in, folks, uh, for all our audience out there. The golden nuggets come out in these shows, mm -hmm. and this is exactly one of those moments where I know as parents, it's not always easy to get your children uh, to eat the vegetables and fruits and all of that, and, you know, not all the time, but, you know, you know, most of the time. But 
that whole thing about creating the habit and, and putting them in the environment and you know, taking every single fruit and vegetable and then going to the park and having a photographer and getting them into, um, you know, a creation of moment so that they can remember this stuff and then seeing it in their environment and then, you know, creating that habit. I mean, Eleni, it sounds like we can do that with a lot of things, not only just fruits and vegetables, but we can mm -hmm. do that with a lot of things, mm -hmm. not only in our child's life, but our own lives. Would you agree to that? I would agree, and um, shall I just add um, music? Um, music? I mean, we don't really, and, and we are busy with music. Well, kids more than me. I'm strumming my guitar, but it doesn't sound like a guitar. But that's another, <laughs> another story. I'm still hopeful. But the thing is, I mean, dancing every day, it is vital. And I'm repeating it with emphasis for myself. One day without dancing especially in a house with kids, it's, it's a sad day. Um, music mm -hmm. and dancing, and again, Chris, as you said, you make pictures of that, and you have your son with his guitar uh, on the wall like a, a pop star. I mean, that gives confidence. At the end of the day, it's all about confidence and self-esteem. And the programs that um, I launched for kids, it's all about public speaking, um, being comfortable in your own skin, be confident that, yeah, your environment loves you, believes in you, and you're going to make it no matter what. I love that. Your environment loves you. Um, if you don't mind, I'm going to actually post that, and uh, obviously I'll connect you on that, but your environment loves you is such an important piece mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people get uh, caught up in you know the other things of life that aren't important, but the confidence and self-esteem, I would agree with you. I love the aspect of dancing and you know music and just you know creating the environments for our children, but most importantly ourselves as well, and just you know, turning on that music that really gets you going and, and dance around. And, you know, in fact, I was uh, part of a group uh, just a few years ago, and every time we went to the, you know, big events or even, you know, the smaller ones, there was always the element of music, and, you know, we would just break out um, and break dance. <laughs> you know, we, we would just have a lot of fun. <laughs> And, you know, as you get older, you get a little bit more into a shell and you, you don't do that as often. Mm -hmm. But I know it's such an important aspect because it is about just letting yourself be in those moments of time and just let it go. And I got a chill because I got the chill when you were saying it and I got the, you know, more of the epiphanies that... Um, you know, for myself and my family, but, you know, I'm going to really implement this. And in fact, I'm going to show everybody on social media the things that uh, we're talking about because I do have young children. I have a one-year-old, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old, I have a nine-year-old, eight-year-old, she's turning nine uh, this year. I have a 22-year-old, and I'm the oldest child at 45 years old in our, in our you family. Have a, you have a whole range. You have a whole range, Greg. Yes, yes, I do, and and you just gave me some really great ideas to start implementing. And I'm gonna just, you know, if you don't mind, I'm gonna actually borrow those ideas, put them in my family, and me really too. start, really start to get it out there. And let's make a movement, you know, uh, Alan. What do you say we make a movement on getting this idea out there? Because Eleni, I, I I think you you know, and 
and good on you. You've done this in your own family, but I want to be able to get this out there. So what if what if the three of us start this? Let's let's get this moving out there, and all for all the audience out there as well. Let's start putting something out there. We'll come up with a really creative hashtag around kids, you know, vegetables, fruits, and you know, music, and 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 getting in their environment and the confidence and the self-esteem. And let's 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 make this happen. Sounds good to me. I'm in. Awesome. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in too. So we've got the three of us online. Audience, put up your hand. Let's make this happen. We're going to specifically hashtag this show and get it really moving out there. And I want to start seeing some really creative things, whether um, it's by, by video. You, you know what this means, right? That tomorrow, by tomorrow, latest, we expect that breakdance picture of yours. You say that, but uh, I, I do have some pictures and my good friend Jesse Taddeo, uh, he has pictures from when we were very young. And Jesse, if you're listening to this, and actually I'll send him a message just to listen to this show and get some pictures of me breakdancing when I was a kid um, on stage in a, in a, in a you know, um, I guess a, a concert environment for our school back in the day. And listen, folks, I wasn't a great dance, you know, break dancer <laughs> by all means. I just didn't have that coordination in my bones at all. But I went for it, and and I tried, and I had all the balloon pants and 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 the and, and the <laughs> shoes, and I had the scarf, and I had all the different things to make myself. I looked great. Don't get me wrong. I looked great as a break dancer. But I couldn't spin on my, you know, head, of, you know, if my life depended on it. So, <laughs> on that on, on that note, I, I tried my best, and, and I'm still not a very good dancer. But I do love that aspect of of implementing that into life. So thanks for sharing that. That was an awesome, awesome segment of the show. And and again, for our audience, you guys, listen. This is where the things in life that you can take and apply and move the needle uh, really come from, and that's why Alan and I are so committed to having guests like Eleni that bring this, you know, incredible knowledge and share it with the world. So, Eleni, you are you are awesome. Thank you so much for for doing that because I, I think that helped everybody. Back to you, Chris. <laughs> I totally agree, guys. All the compliments to both of you. <laughs> I don't know about you two, but I'm looking at the clock here, and I can't believe how fast this show's going. I look at the time as well. It must be my Greek uh, descent, you know, that kind of never really putting a, a, a point, <laughs> a full stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, you know, it's funny you talk about that, and, and Eleni, I know uh, over in Europe and, and maybe Malaysia as well, but you guys tend to eat. Uh, very late at night anyway so this is probably really old hat for you but you are right we are getting to that point and you know Eleni you're amazing but before we get into the rapid bold insight let's tell people how they can you know work with you get in contact with you I know you've got a lot of changes happening to the things that you help others with uh, in terms of your websites as Alan had mentioned but please tell us how do people get in contact with you where's the best place to go um, yeah, for now, still my main page that will always be there, www.life-spheres, S-P-H-E-R-E-S.com. And there you, you can find everything that is going on and my contact details. Yeah, of course, and you're all over social media, and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much for doing that. So are you ready for some rapid, bold insight, Eleni? Sure, bring it on. 
Audience, are you guys ready for some rapid, bold insight? <laughs> All right, yeah. There's... I love it. <laughs> I, I love the sound effects from Alan. He always does a great job with that. So let's do it. Let's do it. Rapid, bold insight with Lenny. What book do you recommend? Um, I will have to go for Kenneth Adams, Silently Seduced. And it's not really light. Uh, it's quite deep. But I think it's very important because it's about um, the roles we play during our childhood and how we really need to um, only play the role of the child and not take upon other roles. So hmm. that was not too rapid. But the awesome. rest will be. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, I mean, you know, it, it's great to let uh, people know what it's about, and it, and it sounds intriguing. So, thank you for for sharing that. What do you do for fun, Lenny? Chess. Chess. Nice. Well, that's a new one. I do love that. You know, in fact, I need to find a. You know, would you play online with me? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't have a lot of friends absolutely. that play chess, but I love, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That just actually brought up something inside of myself. I, I, lo I love chess. Okay, that was, no, no, Chris, really, I, I was planning to be rapid, but, you know, you dragged <laughs> Ow. Take responsibility, right? And I just had to, I have to add my guitar again, because it's, I, I'm not sure how much time I spent playing, but what I do very well is that all my life I would just walk all over the place in the city or when I traveled and I would talk to people. I would just engage in conversations for hours. Now with my guitar, oh my God, I, I, double this. As soon as I'm out of the door with my guitar, it's like my accessory. Even if I don't play it, oh, are you a musician? And then here we go. <laughs> I love <laughs> and it. And I meet so many different people from, again, different um, backgrounds. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, there you go. What one piece of technology has helped your business the most, Eleni? I knew that you would ask that. <laughs> and I got my answer, and that is the working technology. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, carry on. What, yes. <laughs> what quote has had the most impact on you? Sorry, what? What quote well, yeah. has had um, the most impact on you? Well, it's got to be Carl Gustav Jung. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Interesting. That, that is a very good one and it's deep, but it, it's profound at the same time. What is your next bold move, Eleni? My next bold move is that in 2022, I run my programs in Mandarin, Chinese. Wow. Wow, that's bold. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not that sure I want, I want this recorded out there, but, you know, let's have You're it. putting it out there. I love that. And that is bold. And you're giving yourself that opportunity to do that. And, 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 and I think that that is incredible. And um, that's, not a, that's, a, that's a bold move. Do you speak Chinese now, Eleni? Um, I studied for three years now. And I can kind of read and write basic, quite, you know, some. Uh, speaking will be the last thing I do, Alan. 
I speak to my kids and they speak back, but nobody's Chinese, so <laughs> that goes very well. Wow, that's a that's a big bold move. Thank you for sharing that rapid bold insight. Again, audience, this is just a little peek into our friend Eleni and you know the amazing things she's doing out there. Go to lifespheres.com with a hyphen in between and check out and connect with her on social media. She's all over the place and you know what a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, lady you are, Eleni, and the information that you provided today really, I believe, helped a lot of people that are parents and, and maybe people that are planning to be parents or you know maybe people that are you know teaching children or around children um, you know children are our extension of life and you know we get to you know watch them grow and you just I believe helped a lot of people do that uh, better so thank you for that Alan take us uh, take us into the one bold move one bold move Elaine as you know we actually like to have uh, leave our audience with uh, something bold from our guest and with that said you know you can mm -hmm. pick something maybe that you already talked about today or maybe something there's you know something new that you haven't mentioned yet but what, what one bold move would you like to leave our audience members with today? Something they could implement now in their life or in their business? Laugh a lot. Laugh a lot. Laugh, and it's such a cliche. And it is a cliche because, uh, yeah, we could do so much better. Everyone. Wake up with a big smile and, and find anyone and everyone on the street and just give them your biggest smile. From the taxi driver to to, to anyone in the supermarket, to your company, your kids, anyone. It, it's really, I mean, it's lots of fun. Life's lots of fun, so let's just make sure uh, we honor it. Simple and infectious, I love that. Eleni, thank you so much for, for being on our show and for uh, offering your, your nuggets of wisdom and uh, and we sure hope you you come back on the show again. And I guess I'll just ask that: Will you come back on the show again? Oh yes! <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you invite me, I'll be there any time of the day. Well, that <laughs> is true. So that is, that is a true statement right there. That is a very true statement. Any and, time and, of the day. And I've made it very clear how I feel about you, your hearts, your talents, and what you are doing for the world. So thank you for being on the other side. Really, uh, looking forward to uh, yeah having some drinks uh, one day uh, hopefully in 2016 um, in the same space. <laughs> that that would be amazing, and it's a great goal, awesome. and, and I think that we can make that happen. So, folks, just to recap, you know, some amazing ideas. We're gonna you know uh, definitely symbolize uh, you know creating great habits for our children by utilizing some of the great techniques that uh, Eleni has provided us today. And let's get those pictures out there. Let's really honestly make a movement. Let's see if we can get the attention of Jamie Oliver uh, to create those pictures and have them throughout the school and create something really cool um, and a movement. Uh, again, building up that self-confidence, uh, self-esteem that the children so desperately need to grow in an environment of love and happiness and laughter. Eleni, thank you so much. Alan, you're, uh, you're a great co-host, and, and I have so much fun uh, you know, doing this with you. And to our awesome audience, if you need anything out there, please email us at info at thinkbold.com. And um, say goodbye, uh, everyone. Thank you, Al Eleni. Hey. Thank you, Alan. 
Chris, you're, you're awesome. You're awesome. Hey, let's have everybody send their pictures to uh, info at Think Bold, Be Bold, and we'll make sure we post those. Beautiful, beautiful. Great point. Let's get them all over social media. I think that's a great out outlet to uh, just expand it. To you, the audience, thank you so much for making the show what it is. Eleni, you're an amazing guest, and thank you. You'll come back, obviously, soon. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>